There's been a hell of a craze around AI avatars lately. Gotta admit, I've been caught up with it a little bit myself. As I stop to think about why this is and what really attracts us to them, I find that really what I desire is to become that version of myself that I see in that photo. For example, the one that I have on Facebook right now is built a little bit bigger, looks to have a bit of swagger, and a fire in his eye that I wish I had. You know, that fire that, you know, he can really conquer the world. This person at the same time as me, but really it's the me that I want to become. This is the Fire Forge Leader Podcast. And I'm Steve Baumgartner, a simple man that has learned lessons, really a lot of hard lessons over time. But the mission that I have here is really to deliver a message that has been forged on the front lines in an effort to help all you, the listeners, to grow in your leadership without having to learn them the hard way like I did. Today's topic is really diving deep into this concept of this AI avatar and this virtual reality that we really want and how we really want to create this reality for ourselves. But before I do that, I've been asked quite a few times to go a little bit deeper into my story. And with this message, I thought that today would be a really good time to do that. So I'm going to take you back in time to the year of 1997. This time I'm 22 years old, which I'm going to let you do the math on your own on that one. But at this point in time in my life, I'm married. I have three kids. You know, most people would have the world by the balls at this point in time. However, I'm going to take you on a little bit different journey. When I was 22 years old, I had just been arrested. The charges at this time ranged anywhere from burglary to assault. I had a possession of a controlled substance, an OWI. I was charged with intent to deliver and a few other odds and ends. Really, when it came down to it, the tally of the charges was a tremendous amount of time in prison. I was looking at 36 years to be exact. And to be honest, this was the lowest point I had ever been in my life. I remember after the initial arrest, I got released on my own recognizance for whatever reason. I'm going to say that I'm blessed. But at that point in time, I didn't know what the hell I was going to do. I didn't know how I was going to move forward. And I even remember at one point in time, I was thinking about ending it all. I also remember during this time that I sat my three kids at the time down. And I remember telling them that they weren't ever going to see me again after I went back to jail. 
This is a pretty vivid image inside of my head even today, many, many years later. I'm not sure if y'all remember, but in the first episode or maybe even the second, I talked about how I was abandoned by my biological parents. And the pain of all that just rushed back at me when I had to sit my own kids down and tell them that I was going to abandon them as well. So I was really repeating that cycle. So I will tell you that my timeline gets a little bit jumbled up throughout this whole ordeal. But at some point in time during all this, I remember that I decided to go visit my adopted dad, my adopted father, and lay everything down in front of him. I planned to beg for his forgiveness and really just ask him for his help because I I knew that he was the smartest guy that was in my life. Over the time that I was abusing drugs and on the wrong side of the law, I'll tell you that I also didn't have a relationship with my adopted parents. I'd really kept my distance from them. So this choice to go visit my adopted father was a moment in time that everything changed for me. I remember making my way up his porch stairs, crawling, slumped over, whatever I was. I remember looking up to see that my dad was already outside waiting for me. I remember the look in his eyes, the look of forgiveness that he had. And then I also remember the open arms that he had to invite me back into his life. This movie is really played over and over inside of my head many times throughout my life since then. And it's also helped me to understand the biblical story of the prodigal son son from the point of view of the returning son. And I'll tell you that I've relived this story many times since then. But from different vantage points, I've been the father, I've been the other son, I've been that son who was returning home. But I'll save all those stories for another time. So getting back to it, this was the day that marked a tremendous change in my life. I knew what I needed to do. I needed to be someone else than who I was. I needed to be like my dad. And at that point, my dad was my AI avatar long before they ever came into existence. So to be like my dad, I went out there and I worked my ass off and changed my whole persona about who I was. I needed to show the world who I was. I needed to really become my dad. This, of course, is a lot more drastic than what people being drawn to AI avatars really is. But I think it builds up a nice story because we all have a bit of that in us. We know inside our hearts, we understand inside our heads that we're not living up to our full potential. So when we see ourselves looking back at us with our own eyes, in these AI avatars, we really see a glimpse of what we can be, not who we are today, but 
something that's out in the future, something else that captures our attention and who we want to be. So in my favorite avatar from the pack that I, that I purchased, I see myself on what looks like a battlefield somewhere out in the distant future. I have a very stern look on my face, like I'm ready for some action, but you can also tell that I'm in total control of the situation. In this avatar, I'm, I'm in a professional uniform. My beard is cut, trimmed just right. It's cut like a diamond, very well-groomed. But overall, though, I'm just a complete badass in this avatar. So the interesting thing about it is there's so many points in that description that I just gave you that is also what I imagine every time that I read my personal vision. And I think that's the key to these avatars and why we're so drawn to them. So as we look at that, I would say if you're drawn to these AI avatars, I'd also tend to believe that you're, it's because you're drawn to a better version of yourself than what you're seeing right now. So how do we, how do we get past that and become that person that we're seeing in that avatar? Well, really it comes through crafting a vision for yourself, then plotting the journey. And as Joe Rogan says, become the hero of your own movie, be that hero of your own movie. So when you get on that journey, then you can leave this make-believe life, this AI avatar in your dust. You can leave it in your past and become that person. So the question really remains is, how do you do it? How do you become the hero in your own movie? So the first thing I want to start off with is a simple statement. this is one that I use a lot and I'm sure it's not mine, but I'll tell you that it makes complete sense. That statement is to be able to plot and then embark on a journey to a specific destination. A person's got to know two points. First, you got to know where you're starting. Simple enough. But you also know where you're going to end. And if you don't have those two points, well, you're lost. So I want to really summarize it in a five-point framework for embarking on this journey. And it's really simply like this. And I'm going to state all five, and then I'll come back and fill in the gaps for you. So the first thing is, is I want you to sit down and write a eulogy of the person that you are today. Second one is, is if you knew the date that you were going to die 20 years in the future, 
what would that eulogy look like then? Now we're going to close those gaps. All right. Next, we're going to get moving. We're going to take some action along this journey. And then the last one is, I want you to review your progress from time to time. All right, so let's start at that first one. <coughs> so the first one was writing that eulogy of the person that you are today. But I'm going to put a little bit of, of story around that for you. So I want you to imagine that your best friend is going to give this eulogy for you. But the caveat is, is this person was just given a truth serum and they're going to tell who you really are, good or bad. So what kind of person would they describe you as being today, right? How would they describe you as a parent? How would they describe you as a spouse, a leader, a friend? How do you do out in the community? What do you do for your church? Once you can sit down and answer those kind of questions and be really honest with yourself on this best friend of yours taking this truth serum, really you have a very, very good spot on your GPS about where you're starting. Brings us to the second point. We're going to write that eulogy again, but now we're going to do it from a point in time that a time traveler has come back in time to let you know the exact time and date when you're going to die. And it happens to be 20 years in the future. Now, I want to tell you, you have all the power in the world to utilize over the next 20 years to become the person that you want to be. You have every available resource. Your best friend's still going to give your eulogy and still has taken that truth serum. So now how would they describe you? How would they describe you as that parent, that spouse, that leader, that friend out in the community, at your church, whatever you decide? Well, that's where you're heading. And if you write that down, it can become your vision. Now we just got to close the gaps, right? Which brings us to the third point. So let's plot that course. All right. Let's figure out how we're going to take that journey. <clears throat> so if you're going to take a drive from Los Angeles to Bangor, Maine, and you have a set amount of time to get there, you better set yourself up some checkpoints just to make sure that you stay on track. Some people might call those milestones, right? You can break them up into quarterly goals, whatever works for you, right? You can do it month by month, quarter by quarter, but I wouldn't put it too far out there. Now that's great. You got some goals. 
you got some milestones along the way. You know where you need to get to. I'm going to spend a night in Chicago along the way, right? However, to close the gaps properly, you need to set yourself daily activities that drive you to each one of those checkpoints, to each one of those milestones. Otherwise, you're not going to get there. All right. So you've plotted the course. Now you got to drive. Let's get your ass moving, right? None of this that we've just done is any good until you start to take action upon it. So get out there and get moving. Do those daily activities like what you just wrote down. Hold yourself to it. Become that hero. Now, every now and again, bringing me to the final point, you need to review your progress. All right. Sometimes we paint this picture and then we realize that's not really where we want to go. Or we might be off course, right? There might be a quicker way to get there or a more scenic view that you want to take. But you need to review your progress. simply just to make sure that you're heading in the right direction. And that also gives you a chance to pop your head up, take a look around, and adjust as necessary. All right, so if I'm going to go back through that and talk to you about these five points, we're going to start off with the eulogy of who you are today. And we need to be honest. Number two, we're going to write a eulogy of who you are 20 years in the future, who you want to be 20 years in the future. We're going to close the gaps. We're going to plot that course to that destination. You can get your ass out there and move on that plan. And then finally, you're going to review your progress along the way. Make sure that you're staying on the right course. So I hope you've uh, enjoyed today's uh, today's podcast and really appreciate what you heard here today. Uh, I'm a little bit shaken up thinking about my, you know, where I came from and now, you know, the, the choices that I've made, the vision that I've been marching to um, and just looking out to the future to see how far I've really come and how much more I have yet to do. But if you really appreciate what you heard here today, I ask you to please give this podcast a rating. You know, give it a five-star rating if if you feel it in your heart. I'd also like, like you to leave a detailed review for this podcast. The ratings and reviews, really what they do is they help us move up in the charts so that this message gets out to more people. And then finally, I want you to hit that subscribe button on whatever podcast app you're listening on. That way you don't miss out on a single episode. Have a lot of good ones coming up. We're going to talk to a lot more business owners, a lot of people who are leading in their field, uh, just a lot of great guests coming up. And I have a few things to say along the way as well. So next week, we'll be inviting George Williams 
who's a co-owner of Reliability X, and their mantra really is it's the DNA of success. What they do is they're a highly motivated team that creates world-class maintenance and operations organizations. I plan to tap into George's creative side to really uncover some of the unique approaches he and the team at Reliability X have taken to gain a lot of ground in their profession and become a household name in the reliability field. George is an awesome guy, and I'm going to tell you right now, I'm really looking forward to this interview. So with all that being said, I want you to take a moment and remember that words without action are meaningless. So after the heat of the forge, I want you to shape those thoughts, quench your brain, cool it down, and then put those new tools to use. Once again, thank you for tuning in this week to the Fireforge Leader podcast, and I look forward to spending more time with you again next week.